Welcome to Zoe's podcast playlist. It's Entertainment Talks podcast for Zoe's extraordinary playlist on Roku. I'm your host Matthew and this is the podcast review for Zoe's Extraordinary Christmas which is the Christmas film follow-up to the end of season two. So following on from the end of season two we now have Zoe's Extraordinary Christmas. Um, Was going to do this as as a film review because it is a Christmas film. But we do already have a Zoe's podcast playlist uh, series, so I was I'm just going to include it as like a film review within that same series because that's exactly what it is. Uh, I'm your host Matthew, as I said. Uh, yeah, Zoe's uh, extraordinary Christmas. Um, I'm gonna talk like pretty openly about it. Of course, within a dedicated series, we don't really hold spoilers until the second half of the episodes. Um, so I'm gonna just kind of go all in and just talk about this thing. Uh, I loved it. I expected to love it. Um, I loved it as about as much as I thought I was going to, which my expectations were quite high because it's Zoe's extraordinary playlist and it's the best show on television. And <laughs> it just uh, it made me happy. It made me smile. It made me I-, I don't know about if it made me cry, but it made me very emotional. It made me laugh. It made me smile. It um, was incredibly well written, and uh, it's just more. It's just more really good stuff from Zoe's playlist. Whether it's Zoe's extraordinary playlist or extraordinary Christmas, however you want to put it, it's just more really good stuff from Zoe's playlist. As the I guess this, this is a franchise now, really, because obviously it's got a film, and it's also got a TV show with two seasons. Um, yeah, really, just really incredible stuff. Um, it's, I, I, I can't think of, I mean, I, I want to challenge you as the audience as well. Name me a more creative television show that is grounded, that is happening right now. Uh, so it has to be for a TV, what I'm asking for is a t- for a TV series that's currently ongoing. Because you do have things like uh, Legion, which I know finished kind of recently. You got things like Legends of Tomorrow that have got these like crazy wacky ideas. I'm talking about something that's a bit more realistic, something that's more grounded, something that's also better written, um, that kind of thing. Because the only thing in recent memory I've been able to compare this to is something like The Good Place. Which was also on NBC, but it actually got its chance to finish on NBC. And that was, yeah, it was this idea of like the good place, bad place, heaven and hell type of thing. And there's a lot of similarities in terms of emotional storytelling, comedic chemistry with the group and uh, that that kind of thing. It's it's that very, I think heartwarming is the, heartwarming is the word I'm looking for. It's still that very much heartwarming emotional storytelling that can be very dramatic and sad and all that sort of thing but can also be funny and just fun and of course you know the good place didn't have the musical numbers that zoe's playlist does but it was a very similar type of storytelling and that that's the only recent thing i can kind of compare this to but even with the creative ideas that something like the good place has and i love the for those of you who might not know i love the good place it was uh yeah a really recent favorite tv show of mine that i that i loved very very much and uh, is very special to me as well as is uh, zoe's playlist uh so they both like mean a lot to me i i, I do think the zoe's extraordinary playlist is better possibly or probably 
Um, but that's the only kind of recent thing you can really compare this to in the same kind of way. But something, just something about this show and, and, and the way it pulls itself together. And obviously I keep saying show. Obviously this is a film. I'm, I'm aware of that. But something really special about this thing is just its ability and how it pulls itself together with its different stories and um like the pacing and the writing and the act it just just everything that it that it manages to pull together is just really quite incredible and uh the only the only kind of like and this isn't a knock against this film the only kind of difference was okay I'm not here for a 42 minute episode this time I'm here for a 1 hour 40 minute film so obviously the pacing was going to potentially be a bit different and it was a bit kind of like you know when you return to something that you know that you really love and you're kind of like okay this isn't quite hitting me in the same way for like the just for like the first 10 15 minutes then you kind of realize you settle in and you realize okay I was just settling into the characters and the story and kind of okay what's actually going on in this edition of this thing it was kind of like that for me where I wasn't expecting you know first five minutes to be you know blubbering mess and all this kind of thing this was very much about you know at at the start of this film just sort of just sort of settling back in with where everybody is of course it's Christmas and that brings new kind of stories and character moments and obviously songs as well with it but it was very much kind of about settling in and what what each character was planning to do for Christmas because you've got that element going on so it it took about 10-15 minutes to get settled in but once I was settled in and then maybe what five ten minutes later the first musical number hits and it's like okay now 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 I'm in now I'm in and that's not sort of a knock against this film I guess it was a I guess it was a case where I'm used to seeing these characters in a certain format um, you know, like a quick, well, say quick, obviously, you know, well-paced, um, 42-minute episode, and I'm used to doing that on a shorter space of time, week to week for, what, 12, 13 weeks, as opposed to let's sit here for over an hour and watch these characters, so I suppose it was just a bit of a different experience is what I'm trying to say, and when you've got that, I suppose, and when you've got a different time, uh, length for what you're putting out it's going to be a bit different for your audience to settle in I suppose so maybe it was just that maybe it was just a bit of a change of format but I there's certainly not me knocking it I'm just talking about my kind of my kind of viewing experience because of how this was a different format and they probably had to write differently for that because you're making you're making essentially a very long episode with this um, but it was still really really awesome and I still thought it was incredible and uh yeah th- this continues this continues season two's ideas really well and the stories really well from that uh still leans into like you know what what was going on with the dad with mitch and everything still leans into all those kind of things uh in a good way and even at this point even what we had 25 episodes i think yeah tw- 13 and 12 or, or whatever it was about 25 episodes that we've had over the two seasons it still doesn't because I kind of wondered a little bit because the first season lent so much on okay Mitch is dying um and we are going to try to not overuse it but certainly use it as our central sort of emotional weight for for all the characters obviously you've got the whole family then you've got friends and family that are connected to that family um and even though they had to use it a different way in season two and they're using it in a different way in in this film as well like with 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 what happens with mitch um 
I started to wonder, okay, how long can you get away with doing this? How long can you keep leaning on the, you know, emotion of, of the dad and and everything like that? And they're still able to do it in a really effective way and in a way that doesn't quite... Doesn't feel overused, doesn't feel overdone. I don't feel bashed across the head with like, hey, remember, the dad's dead. Remember, the dad's dead. You know, it's sort of like... Yeah, it, this was still quite a recent thing for all these characters, and I'm not saying that. You know, obviously, you know, time can be a healer and things. I don't expect these characters to ever completely get over the passing of 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 uh, of the dad and everything. But it's sort of, I suppose, it's that longer term and shorter term sort of grief, and the different characters are handling the grief differently. And I like the way that that was shown in this film as well. I thought it was really quite effective and uh, just just really well done. But it was interesting because, as I said in the uh, Why Zero's Extraordinary Playlist is so special podcast, it was like the bonus episode I did after season two. Because I did my end of season two kind of review. Then I did a bonus episode just digging into more sort of things and talking about specifics of why the show is so special. Um, I still, and and I finished that episode and I basically said like, no matter what ideas the show kind of wanted to do, or obviously the, the film in this case, no matter what they wanted to do, they had my full trust, because no matter what you were to tell me that the show's going to do, I trust that they'll be able to do it well, because they've earned my trust from that, um, because the show's been so incredible uh, from from start to end of season two that we've had. So it was sort of going into this knowing, okay, you've got the cliffhanger from season two to deal with, you've got some other things to deal with, and then of course the big the big overall theme, which is obviously Christmas as well, um, being obviously a very important part, but yeah, it just, it continues to just pull out all the stops, and um, yeah, it's just, I, I don't know what words to use to describe how special the show is, and you know, I'm I'm always honest with every podcast that I make. I don't want anybody to think that I'm sort of overhyping the show or, of course, the film in this situation or, like, trying to uphold, like, oh, no, don't worry, Zoe's still good, even though I, you know, if I, if I didn't think it was, but obviously I do. Um, but it's just... Yeah, it's just very, very special, and just the way, just the way this show pulls pulls its sort of music and its scenes together, and the characters' emotion, how Zoe sort of obviously is a central figure in in that. Um, it's just really incredibly well done, and the funny thing about it, I mean, it looks easy to do, like easy to pull together because it's being done so well. But it definitely isn't an easy creative process. I mean, it's probably quite a fun creative process, I would imagine, you know, the musical numbers and everything. But, uh, yeah, it it looks like it's easy to do because the people that are involved with doing it probably find it easier to do because they're so good at doing what they're doing here, I suppose. So... Yeah, um, but overall, you know, I'll, I'll leave, like, specific things, I guess, until the second half. I'm trying not to sort of split this spoiler and spoiler-free, because there's no reason to do that. But what I want to kind of do here is just continue my spo- my my just impressions, how how I feel after seeing this, and how I feel about what this has been doing. And then in the second half, I'll get into more, like, 
specific parts and things and characters and that sort of thing. That's just it'd just be an easier way for me to do it that way. So yeah, um, but it's just incredible. Um, and yeah, it was uh, it's interesting, you know, watching it on Roku and everything. Um, I have a few thoughts on Roku as a platform. I'm probably going to save that for an analysing television episode because I don't want to spend 10 minutes being like, hey, Roku does this and does that and the adverts were doing this and doing that. Um, one point I do want to make about that that I thought was quite strange because this is the first thing I've watched on Roku. Just one point I want to make about the Roku thing itself. So there was two adverts that I got in the 1 hour 40 minutes, which is fine, and they were like 30 seconds. I can't remember. I think there was about 30 seconds. <laughs> one... The second advert I got was for Zoe's Extraordinary Christmas. Just take a second to think about that. I was watching Zoe's Extraordinary Christmas already. And I got an advert. And it really threw me off. And this isn't that's not a knock against the show itself. Obviously it's more of a, a, a platform thing. But I was, I was in the middle of watching this film. And <laughs> it, uh, it stopped for a second. It cut. And then I didn't realise it said ad in the top left until about... F- Three, three to five seconds later, and then it cut to like a trailer for Zoe's Extraordinary Christmas, and I didn't realize at first I was being shown a trailer. It just sort of jumped a little bit because it was doing that now and again with certain scenes that you'd obviously cut to and from, just how they edit the show and stuff. Um, and then it sh- it started showing me a trailer for the film. I was like, wait a minute, what's going on? Why 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 is this thing like jumping around all over the place? And then I didn't realize I was being shown a trailer for the thing I was watching, and it was re- it really threw me off for a, for a few seconds because I was like, wait a minute, why? Because it, it, it one of the uh, parts of the trailer is from the very start of the film. I was like, wait a minute, why are we jumping back to the start? <laughs> but no, it was just for a, for a trailer. But my question to that is, why are you show- why are you advertising to me something that I'm already watching? Um, I'm already here. I'm already watching the thing that you're advertising to me. Um, the other thing they advertised to me was this Noah versus Player thing. It was some sort of video game thing. But yeah, that was that was just strange. Anyway, I'll I'll save my other thoughts for Roku for analyzing television episode because they're kind of like a new streaming service, which is kind of cool. So anyway. But yeah, I loved it. It's good old. It, it's basically, for those of you that haven't seen it yet, you don't particularly want spoilers because I haven't really got into any specific spoilers. For those of you that are like caught up the end of season two, this is kind of four as well. Um, Yeah, it's it's more just great Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist content, um, but just with a Christmas theme over the top, which works. Uh, By the way, when I say over the top, I don't mean over the top in terms of exaggerated. I just mean... That that's that's what the theme was on on this thing. It, the theme was put on top of what was already kind of going on. So uh, those two things blended together really well, though. Like the Christmas theme attached to the continuation from season two uh, worked pretty well, actually. Um, but yeah, it's just more great Zoe's extraordinary playlist, um, you know. And uh, it's just basically a it is it kind of reminds me a little bit the in, of the in between this film where it's sort of you're getting a longer episode of uh, of this. So, yeah, it's just like a special kind of Christmas film. Um, I mean, I was going to say, like, you know, do I want season three? Obviously, I still want a season three. Just on that as well, because uh, we don't know what's kind of going on with... Uh, I mean, this thing just came out, so uh, we'll have to see how it does on Roku. 
um, which is a free platform, so that should give it a bit more availability. So just to put this into a little bit of context, um, so obviously if they if Roku made a third season of this show, it would be free and it would be we. I, I assume we. I don't know what Roku does actually, whether they do weekly episodes or or box sets like Netflix does. I don't actually know because I don't really know that much about Roku because they're kind of new-ish or or sort of new on the scene. I pay roughly fifteen pounds a year for the Fear the Walking Dead seasons so that I can get them weekly, even though I'm three episodes behind or something like that on this current season. I would quite easily pay double that for a 13 episode, let's say you're going to do 13 episodes, just like a standard kind of thing. I would very easily pay double that every year for a season of Zoe until the creative team runs out of ideas because that that's not me saying oh i want 15 seasons of this show no i don't i don't want that to happen to this show uh, i don't want it to become like a supernatural or Grey's anatomy where it's just okay we're just going to keep running this thing because the fans like it there's clearly some more ideas that you could do with this i mean it's only had two had two seasons and there was already very uh, new ideas kind of uh, exercised in this in this film and at the end of season two so I'd I'd quite have, obviously I wouldn't have to, I'm just saying hypothetically like what would I do for a season three I would I would easily pay that much uh, for it but obviously you know in the real situation if a third season was going to be on Roku it'd be for free anyway so yeah or free with a couple of adverts um, but yeah it's amazing it really really is and uh, I look forward to getting into some uh, specifics in a minute I just wanted to mention a couple of things as well this was directed by somebody called Richard Shepard uh, writers Sam Laybourne, Samantha McIntyre and uh, Austin Winsberg who I think is like the showrunner for, for, for this thing uh, did the story as well or teleplay as well so yeah there's the, the kind of credit to, to go to those people and of course the entire cast and crew as well so Alright, let's take a quick little break, uh, let you know what else I've been doing on Entertainment Talk, and then we'll then we'll dig right into this just masterpiece. So, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll see you in a minute. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links, the first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon, we can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra, so whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for kualu and the amazon affiliate link if you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. 
You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month, so one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose, or of course if it's a film, we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, got a few uh, United cast episodes to recap as well. Uh, May United beat Crystal Palace by one goal to nil. Of course, that was Ralph Ragnick's first game, and boy, it already made a big difference in terms of the way the team played, basically, and that kind of stuff. So, very much looking forward to the future of uh, more of him, of course, at least for the next six months. So that was uh, brilliant to watch. Uh, May United play against Young Boys on Wednesday, and then we play against um, Norwich on uh, Saturday. So I'm very much looking forward to those games. Uh, also, uh, for Michael Carrick's last game, he was, of course, the interim manager in between Oli getting sacked and Ralph getting hired. Uh, he won his last game in charge of Manchester United, which was 3 2 against Arsenal at home, with Ronaldo. Now, having scored, Cristiano Ronaldo, for those of you who don't know, has now scored 801 career goals. But, you know, apparently Ronaldo's a problem or something like that. So, I'll let you make up your own minds about that. Uh, But, uh, that's really good stuff. Uh, Walking Dead World Beyond, we've covered up to Season 2, Episode 9. We'll be covering the series finale, which will be Season 2, Episode 10, this week on Wednesday. So, look out for that. Uh, over on the gaming talk side, uh, we might not have an episode tomorrow or like this week, by the way, but we'll be wrapping up for the year anyway next week with a, a game awards uh, coverage sort of episode as well. But last week on gaming talk, uh, we talked about the uh, it was just me. It was uh, Robert was a uh, unavailable uh, last week, but we talked about the Mass Effect TV show, which is in development from Amazon, the uh, Marvel MMO, which is massive multiplayer online in development from the DC Universe. Uh, creative team and an update from CD Projekt Red in regards to The Witcher 3 and Cyberpunk 2077's uh, next-gen versions. Uh, Man United, Man United also drew 1-1 away to Chelsea, so that was the other game as well. Uh, did a separate episode talking about Ralph Ragnick getting hired as the manager, so you can hear my initial thoughts on that. Did a couple of film reviews recently, of course I'm doing one right now as well. Uh, must see review for No Time to Die, which is the fifth and final Daniel Craig James Bond film. I loved it, loved what it had set up for the future, or potential future, and that was really good. Did a skip rating review for Venom Let There Be Carnage, which is the sequel to the first Venom film, so there's that one. And that is pretty much everything we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org. You can also find us on your favourite podcast platforms by searching for entertainment talk uh all right so let's get straight into the what i think is the biggest thing here in terms of like the overall story obviously there was the christmas element but uh max and zoe in terms of max's powers what was going on what the end result is what could happen with that with the future uh plenty plenty to talk about there so of course the end of season two cliffhanger he was able to hear zoe um, break out into her own song and dance with her own emotions, which is of course what Zoe's been doing for two seasons, but she's been listening to other people, which is the whole idea behind the show. 
so yeah, really, really, I love the way that this was handled in this in this film. Um, I'll talk about the fact that he sort of loses the power or might have lost it by the end of the film, but. There's like a sequence in this. There's a couple of sequences in this film. Uh, I can't remember. The, I don't always remember the name of every song that gets sung on on these episodes or in this film. But uh, he was singing. I think it was just the two of us. Because there was this whole thing about like what's what's everybody going to be doing for Christmas, and he wanted it to kind of just be well, just the two of us. Of course, that was the part of the song. And Zoe very much was of course missing her dad, uh, Mitch who'd passed away end of season one and she wanted to stick to the traditions that had been laid out by her father and like the family traditions which is like big you know fancy christmas meal she was going to make it of course her dad used to do it but he's not with them anymore uh and then they have a bit of a back and forth literally like a like a like a back and forth kind of duet it was awesome it was just incredible the, the way it was done and the way, I don't know if some of you can tell sometimes what they do with the audio. The way they sort of do that that hollow sound when a song ends. And like they kept ending one song. Passing it back and forth between the two of them. It was both kind of funny. Because of the idea of like no I'm singing. No you're singing. No I'm listening to your thoughts. No you're listening to mine. And uh, they're so creative. It's just I mean... Again, it looks like it's an easy thing to do, but I bet that's not an easy thing to write. I bet that's not an easy thing to write. And to write the idea of that and to weave it into the show and and not make it also feel like Max is stealing Zoe's sort of thunder. And what I mean by that is, of course, the main whole idea behind the show is Zoe can hear people's thoughts through songs. And now Max can do it. But it didn't feel at any point... Like, Max was sort of stealing that from her, or sort of, like, stealing the spotlight. Of course, Zoe's, you know, the main character, obviously, her name's in the title. But it never felt like it was sort of too shared between them, or... I thought it was quite a seamless transition, and, of course, it's done really well the way it's sort of teased at the end of Season 2. But, um, just the way that was done was really quite incredible, and I, I really, really enjoyed that. And there's obviously a few scenes where that happens... Uh, and they're having a, the the song obviously tall. I can't remember what the song was for particularly, but uh, it was uh, it was when Max was uh, not able to keep hearing her because they were trying to do like a back and forth uh, duet, and they were listening to each other basically at the same time, and uh, he kind of loses his power. Um, so just to quickly go into like future predictions of that, oh, uh, future predictions of of that kind of thing. They can either do it to where... Okay, so that was just a bit of an experiment. There was a particular reason that Max had it. And they talk about why they, why they think that that was. Which was so that... Obviously, because they're in a relationship. And it will help Max to understand a bit more as I was going through. And that was really uh, well done. And that was... A, I, mean, I mean, we never find out directly in this film as to why it was. Obviously, when Zoe gets it, it's a pretty clear explanation with the whole uh the, she goes for a cat scan and everything doesn't she obviously in the pilot episode which is recapped at the start of this uh of this film um but yeah it could be to do with like her powers realized that 
Max needed a bit more understanding. And Max clearly handled the powers quite well. I mean, he was, when they were at that sort of dinner table and everything, when they were discussing their Christmas plans, he's kind of talking about like, oh yeah, I did heard this person's song and I helped them. And how come you struggle with this? And um, not in sort of like knocking her down, but he was kind of, he, he was having a bit of a different, he was understanding what she was going through, but he was having a different experience. And then that experience kind of changed, obviously, when he got into the more emotional songs uh like when zoe sang um was it bad blood i think the song was called that was the, that was the one where if you remember earlier in this in this podcast i mentioned you know it took 10 15 minutes roughly to settle in uh just in terms of like what was going on and then she broke out into song that was when it was like okay we're we're, we're in now that that was kind of what i meant by that song and of course it was jane uh performing that as zoe and uh the, i mean the performances are always great from every single character in this show um no matter who it is or or you know what what they're kind of singing it's always a great performance but that's due to obviously really good choreography as well because uh, you can't really do that without very good choreography so that was awesome um but yeah just this just this experimental idea between max having the same ability he kind of sees it differently at first and then once they get into the more emotional things he gets it a bit more and i'll tell you why that worked tying it together pretty well you've got this situation right where okay christmas film so you've got a new layer to add to the occasion christmas what's each character going to be doing what do they normally do and they do zoe does point out this is their first christmas since the dad's passed so they haven't had a christmas in the the series yet because uh of course uh, well, not that I remember anyway. Um, or the first one post the dad passing away, and uh, so we haven't we haven't gotten used to seeing what this family does at Christmas or how they approach Christmas or if they take it too sick. Because some some people can go like wildly overboard with Christmas, in my opinion. And of course, Zoe was kind of doing that in this, but there was a particular reason. It was because obviously, you know. Mitch wasn't there anymore and she kind of wanted to make up for that or she wanted to kind of carry that weight on her back uh, which Zoe's kind of always doing you know with the, with the emotional um the emotional baggage she's kind of dealing with because obviously she's uh not only dealing with her own emotions um what she's going through but obviously she's dealing with everybody else's emotions but again that's always written really well into the show but um how that worked so well with Max's powers which I was what I was just about to explain is you've got the Christmas theme put on top of this, right? And you've got this situation where it's the first Christmas since their dad passed away. So it's less about... I mean, it's still somewhat about Zoe hearing other people's thoughts at Christmas. But I suppose the idea here, which worked out really well, is supposed to be... Um, Zoe's got her own emotions she's going through. Like, you know, it's Christmas, that comes with its own emotions dad's not here what does that mean still grieving for dad as well so we've got emotions tied to that so instead of it continuing with how is zoe going to read everybody else what about her what's going on with her in in her life how is she dealing with the situation so what do we do okay let's take the closest character to her obviously you know the mother daughter is always going to be important but a character a character who's a little bit more on the outside of it because obviously um is her name maggie the mum uh sure it's maggie yeah maggie i was just checking the cast list 
Uh, I thought it was, but I just wasn't completely sure. Um, Maggie's in with that circle as well of the fact the family grief, and obviously Zoe's tied in with that. So if you take somebody who's got a bit more of an outside perspective, somebody that's the closest to her, her boyfriend, her partner in life at the moment, Max, he fits that really well. Set up at the end of season two in the previous you know instalment to to this film, his powers are set up, set up as a cliffhanger. Of course, there was a bit of work to do to get this film going and obviously NBC didn't want anything to do with this anymore for some reason so you set the film up with Roku you do this you do the film with that you set up all the emotional stuff I just mentioned and then instead of like Maggie getting a power or something and her reading Zoe but then her emotions would almost kind of be very similar because they're still in the same family circle of emotion so is uh you know David and Emily as well because they're of course all in the same kind of family uh although emily obviously is a slightly outside the family because she's not like blood related but she is kind of like um david's partner so similar thing there but that wouldn't make as much sense to to do that with emily but max one point out is max is the ideal person for that because the things i've just explained so you put him into the situation where okay he's obviously going to be invited for family dinner if that was going to be the case because they were kind of Spending some time figuring out what they were going to do because of the passing of Mitch. So, long story short, all that said, it all worked out really well because they picked a great character who was going to be involved with Zoe at Christmas. And obviously that worked out. And then you have the whole dinner table stuff and the snow globe and this guy called Jack comes around. So you needed somebody who was a bit more on the outside perspective. Somebody who was relatively new to the family in terms of... Not not new to the family, sorry. Relatively new to the deeper situation. Because of obviously her his newer relationship to Zoe. So that all makes sense. Uh, anyway, that all worked out really, really well. And that com- that combined... Going back to my original point. That combined the two elements together really well. Which was Christmas, all the emotion. Dad, Christmas, planning, etc, etc. Family grief. Christmas on top of that, plans. Okay, let's bring Max in with the powers uh, and write it that way. That that makes a lot of sense, so that was really good. Um, so that was kind of the main central part of all this, and I thought it was, uh, I thought it was fantastic the way that it was, it was included. So yeah, really good, really good with all that. I, I thoroughly enjoyed all those kind of things. In terms of the actual, like, Christmas theme, I don't have too much to particularly to add. It was included really well. It, um, obviously they wrote the story in with that, in terms of what was everybody going to be doing. Um, so that just naturally sort of worked its way into the, in, I must say the episode, into the film. Uh, with Mo, of course, you've got his relationship with, what was his name? The, uh, it still says Fire Marshal, um, Haskins, Hoskins, H-A-S-K-I-N-S, Huskins, I'm going to say Huskins, I think that sounds right, um, I'm not going to call him the Fire Marshal, because that's not his name, that's his job title, uh, so Mo gets involved with, uh, what was it called, this, um, Christmas dance thing with, uh, with Huskins's daughter, who was called Amira, and I like the way that balanced itself out, because Mo, yeah, he is very much a kind of, 
in terms of like obviously music and stuff likes to take a bit of the spotlight and that's okay until apart from it was it was supposed to be about the kids and huskins uh mentions like okay you could see sort of everybody sort of like oh what's going on here i thought this was about the kids and not about mo so he read the situation a bit incorrectly but that kind of worked itself out so that was that was pretty good that was kind of most of what was going on um but mo's a phenomenal character as well and he was used really really well in this film so that was uh that was pretty good uh, not quite so much to say with Simon, he was more, so, like, he mentioned, of course, you know, speaking to Zoe on the phone, if he wanted something that was going on, uh, sorry, if he wanted, um, to talk about something that was going on, uh, he was kind of there, and obviously they're all together in the end at the, uh, is it called Ma- Ma- Maximo, Ma- it's called Maximo, isn't it, the restaurant name, um, it's the sort of names, uh, combined together, so that was some really good ending portion to the film as well i got david and emily they're both listed here together in the cast list obviously they're the couple um so they're trying to send this person this fake uh newsletter thing about their like exotic holiday that they went on and they went skiing and all this kind of thing um i really liked how this worked itself out i wasn't sure where they were going with this but again I trusted them to do something interesting with this and it led to kind of an emotional point because all all of it basically leads to David was going to message this but I can't remember the person's name unfortunately I can't, I can't for the life of me remember who the the uh, leaflet was going to be sent to or the, the newsletter was going to be sent to but it was sent to like somebody that they know to sort of pretend to brag about their Christmas plans and then David spills the truth to this person and um yeah says like no this isn't really what was sort of going on and he gets emotional about it and uh says like hey Emily was going through post postpartum depression isn't it yes I, I almost almost always sort of forget what that's actually called but uh, postpartum depression uh, which obviously to do with motherhood and everything and loss of their dad in the last year and it's crazy to think that um so basically everything that we saw in this film and everything that we saw in the first two seasons all took place within a year that's that's a lot of emotion in one year that's a lot of things to go through uh and they just mentioned everything else as well and obviously the passing of that that their dad and uh what emily was going through and they have a newborn and i like the way that that worked out because i was like yeah i was just like where they're kind of going with this and I was like, surely the people behind this aren't just going to give... Okay, what are we going to give Emily and David to do? Okay, they can make a fake newsletter for to send to somebody. I would I would have openly been a bit, like, confused by that. And I would have said, like, is that all you're getting them... All you're getting these characters to do? Especially after Emily had a kind of a big breakout season last year with... Obviously, the postpartum depression, all those sort of uh, p- musical performances that went with that, with the uh, songs that were tied in, which were really, really powerful as well. That was one of the that was probably one of the highlights of season two as well. So I was kind of thinking, like, oh, are you gonna like strangely waste these characters? But then it led to that emotional point where um, the fact it was kind of about the family coming together, I suppose, in the end, because uh, even though they still send the news there, which is kind of funny, uh, but. Yeah, I was kind of wondering where they were going with it, and I wasn't starting to lose trust, but I was like, hmm, 
We're sort of running out of time slowly and this is all you've gotten them to do. But then it led to that emotional moment between the two of them. And then as soon as that kicked off, as soon as that sort of started playing itself out, I was like, oh, okay, this makes sense. This ties more back into like the qualities of the show. And yeah, all right, I I, I got you. I got where you were going with, with that. So uh, cool, cool. Um, not that I was doubting anything. It was just sort of, hmm. What are you? What are you? What are you doing here? What are you kind of doing? And then they showed me what they were doing. And I was like, okay, that makes that makes sense. It would lead back to uh, an emotional point for the uh, for the film. Uh, so that was cool between David and Emily, uh, Leaf and Tobin. They had a few things going on. They are a little bit more side characters. Uh, Tobin ended up with a bad injury. Uh, they went. Skiing. He went skiing with his girlfriend as well. So that was cool. Uh, Leaf didn't have much to do. Um, now when I go to watch another episode of Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Or I went to watch this film. Those are the two character characters that I'm like. Okay you can do something interesting with them. But you don't have to. Because they are side characters. As much as they're still really cool characters. And they've got a really cool friendship and everything. Uh... They're ones that I don't always like. Like if you don't do something with those characters particularly. Which they didn't really do massive amounts with them of course. Like you had a ski trip and you had. uh, What was it the Leaf did? Duck hunting was it? Something like that. Yeah it was like okay. You're giving them a little something to do. It doesn't have to be something heavy and emotional all the time. Uh, But they they did okay with them. I thought that was. That was fine with those two. Uh, so that was okay. Uh, not much to talk about with Mitch. Because of course he's no longer alive. Uh, although I will say with Mitch. Um, the. Uh, musical part at the end. With this like. Heaven-esque sort of Christmas. Area. Is the best way to describe it. The, the, like All the Christmas trees are all like. White lights basically. And Zoe was in there talking about how she tried to make Christmas perfect and everything. That was really, really good. That's one of, the, obviously, the strong points of the show as well, which is post-Mitch passing, because of her power, she's still able to see her dad now and again at, like, appropriate moments. Um, so it's not, like, an overused kind of thing either. So I thought that they were leading towards doing one of those scenes, and they did. And it's always really good, really emotional as well. And... Yeah, I like the way that Mitch handled that conversation. It was kind of, hey, you don't always have to stick with what I do. Let's, you know, I'm kind of in the past. Obviously, don't you know, don't forget about him. But he's part of the past. It's time to make new memories and those sorts of things. And Zoe, of course, got herself kind of into the emotional state that she did in this film because she did try so hard to recreate those memories with her dad and 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 everything else. Um. Which led to this conversation of her. Again it's part of like. I suppose the grieving process for her. Of of this is the first. Christmas without him. So what did she kind of do. She tried to put it all, all on her own sort of shoulders. Uh, and then Mitch saying to her. In, the, in that scene. Sort of. Uh, you don't always have to. You don't have to stick with what I used to do. You can make new memories and do new things. I thought that was her. Uh, that played out really well. So I, I quite like that. Um, Debbie. Debbie's an interesting one. Or Deb it says here. But I think her full name is Debbie. Uh, of course she's uh, Maggie's friend. Maggie's drinking friend. They abandon or postpone. 
this Christmas uh, trip that they were going to go on. Uh, Debbie's a fine character. Debbie is one where I understand the somewhat awkward purpose of the character. Like when she's performing that song and Zoe's there and that leads to her conversation with uh, Debbie's conversation with Maggie about the Christmas plans. Yeah, I I feel like Debbie's supposed to be kind of an awkward character that Zoe's not sure like how to deal with her, which makes sense. Um, yeah, she she's not really quite sure how to deal with her, but you almost feel like it, it's like I've described in the past with some of the uh, musical numbers that have happened in the past, some of the ones that have been a bit more not cringy but a bit more like comedically awkward. Uh, and you're there with Zoe experiencing it. And that's what makes those musical numbers so much better. Is because you're there with Zoe. And you're not just watching an awkward musical play out. Or or musical number play out. With Debbie that's kind of one of the characters that Zoe's able to do that with I suppose. So that was, was interesting again. Um, but the character's use wasn't sort of overdone or overplayed or, or anything like that. So... That was that was cool. Uh, I already spoke about Mitch. Um, of course, like I said, didn't have too much to do because he wasn't he wasn't alive anymore. Uh, but again, the scene with him and Zoe was really powerful, really emotional, and I like the way that they continue to use that. Uh, Maggie, she got into a bit of a thing with a guy called Jack. There was like a lumberjack tree place where they went and got a new tree. I think they got a new tree actually. Um and she sings oh, what's the name of the song? Uh I, oh yeah, call, call me maybe. That was that was what I was thinking yeah, it has to do with like phone numbers and stuff. Yeah, the the call me maybe. Uh yeah, again, like for Zoe, she's kinda of witnessing it happen. Maggie has no idea, of course, that Zoe knows that she's um hearing that song because that's a whole the whole part of the whole thing. Uh, but you're again, you're there with Zoe of like, oh, okay, yeah, this is Maggie. How how Maggie feels about Jack? That makes sense. You know, you know, he's kind of uh, around her age, whatever, and he is interesting to her, I suppose, and a bit of a love interest. Not sure where that's gonna go because of the whole breaking the snow globe thing, which obviously was an accident. But yeah, we'll see. Um, I was gonna say I keep being tempted to say when we get to season 3 we'll see how this thing plays out but we don't know if we're getting a season 3 but please Roku make that happen that would uh, make me very very happy uh, if we do get to see how more of this plays out um, I'd like to see Jack come back I th- I thought actually the little nugget of information you know with the socks and he saw the Legos and he relayed that to his is it his dad he got given a Lego set it was supposed to be for uh, Max and it was to do with his building thing and and everything but that nicely tied into Jack and how he got a Christmas set when he was younger and that got him quite emotional Uh, and nobody sort of shamed him for it which was which was good and everything of course you know they're all adults and humans and things so understandable I, I'd like to see a bit more of Jack. I think he's an interesting kind of character. One that could use, obviously, character development. He's, I don't think we've seen him before. I don't remember seeing him before. Uh, and try, try to see something happen between him and Maggie. Because that was, that was kind of nice to see 
that sort of happen. Uh, so that was that was nice. That was good with Maggie. Um, then you had <laughs> a really funny scene with Danny, who is pretending to be in space. Uh, clearly, like a cardboard cutout behind him, because if you notice in the top right window, or the window on the right of him, the Earth is not moving, um, or the window is not moving. Like the Earth looks completely still, and uh, that was a bit of a a bit of a giveaway. And he's sort of fake floating and pretending that he's doing that, so he doesn't have to go to a Christmas thing. Was my takeaway from that? But yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, may, may, maybe maybe don't put a fake Earth in the window next time, or make it look like it's as cardboard as what it was. Uh. <laughs> I yeah, that was obviously supposed to be kind of awkward, but I thought it was kind of funny as well. But at first, it was like, oh, he's in space. Obviously, that's supposed to be the kind of thing at the start. And then the first the first bit that kind of did give it away for me was like. Oh, the earth, the, the the window and or the earth isn't moving. Uh, yeah. So, and I was like, okay, that's far, that's way too still. Oh, wait a second, he's, like, got some sort. And then I actually looked at the background behind him and I was like, okay, it looks a bit sort of cardboard type of thing. <laughs> so that was, that was funny, that, that was fine, that was funny. That was a good quick use of his character as well to kind of just give him a little something. In this film. And of course Danny's been a very sort of. Passive character anyway. He did have a bit more involvement in season 2. Of course you've got Joan that left. Uh, Lauren Graham's character. So he kind of made up for a little bit of that leadership. Exit. Um, but he got a good little cameo in, in this as well. So I thought that was. Uh, that was pretty good. Uh, I've also already talked about the fire marshal. So that was good with the Christmas thing. Already talked about Jack. And I've already already talked about um, uh, Amira, Amira, uh, Amira, uh, which is um, Hoskins's daughter. So that was very cool. Anyway, I'm 15 minutes into this. Um, I think I've covered pretty much everything. Uh, again, just really special stuff. Um, really, really amazing performances. Yet again, a bit of a different format. Um, now, in terms of the so in terms of the future of this. Zoe's playlist thing. I would be perfectly fine with more films. More films would mean more content. Uh which is gonna be great anyway because it means I get more of this thing which I really enjoy. If you were to give me a preference in terms of what I wanted, you could do some more Christmas films. Uh whether you would do that of course I'm talking very like hypothetically about the future, nothing's been talked about yet. If you did a Christmas film every year, I don't know how that would go. But again, I, I want to say I want to just say this as well with with any ideas that I put out there for the future of this, whatever they decide to do, I trust them because why would I not trust them? They've already done an incredible job with the first two seasons and with this uh, with this film. I do just in terms of my personal preference, I do prefer to have episodes of this of of the show with a season. And sort of sit there 42 minutes for 12 weeks or 13 weeks, whatever it is. Even if it's 10. Even if it's 10 episodes. Um, and, okay, 
sit sit there for for 12 13 weeks 42 minute episodes digest a, a, a piece every week over a longer period over like a couple of months and then finish the season go back next year do the same thing again that's what I would prefer as opposed to and of course that's if it was going to be okay we we're able to do a Zoe not necessarily Christmas film but a new Zoe film once a year that's great that's still more Zoe's playlist content and I'm very very happy to have that that is also less content because it's an hour 40 minutes a year depends how many you would actually end up doing that's an hour hour 40 or let's say two hours roughly or even 90 minutes of content as opposed to several hours with episodes each week over a period of a season um i do also prefer these stories being told over a seasonal arc but then i prefer tv show format over films anyway i'm much more i'm more of a tv person but then of course i've got films that i do love as well um but you could you could do either or you could do both i i don't mind what i get but as long as i get more zoe's playlist content i'm very very happy to have that but if you were to ask me my personal preference um you don't really need to do films you can just do more seasons and in terms of how many more seasons you could do i think five is a good goal to go for now it depends if they even decide to do a third one we might never see anything from this franchise again which would be disappointing but there's no like there's there's no cliffhangers now is there like the max power thing ended whether that's going to be whether you could do that again but with a different character or max gets his powers back at like certain times with certain plot ideas story ideas or if that was just because of the specific idea behind that and you just give it give uh, stick with zoe and her powers uh i also trust them to do whatever they want with any of those ideas but um yeah i would prefer a, a third fourth and fifth season and like yeah again if you're asking me what i would prefer to happen five seasons five seasons is a good length um because as much as i love this show i don't really want or need 15 seasons like if if this is gonna like take off in a in a, as like a new craze and it gets really popular under roku and loads of people start watching it i don't really want the show on for 15 seasons if they've got 15 seasons worth of ideas i trust them to do that but there's like for me i'm not one of them people that just just because i like it i want it to stay on the air for like 15 years i i don't see television in that sort of way um but i think anywhere between five to eight seasons is is a is always a good length for tv anyway uh, of course walking dead's onto its what season of walking dead are we on 11 yeah uh with its uh 11th season but that obviously had a comic book and you know somewhat loosely somewhat faithfully adapts to that story um but that obviously has like ideas to go off of and then makes its original ideas uh zoe doesn't have any like comic book or anything like that but um yeah i i i take five to eight maybe ten seasons of this if that's the case if we even do any more of this at all which we'll have to see how that works out so please roku do some more of this uh of course lionsgate is the one that owns the show they have the district not the distribution rights they're the um uh what's the word production company obviously uh roku distributed this uh film and nbc distributed the uh tv shows um 
but I suppose it depends. I, I've seen a lot of buzz for this on Twitter, but then I'm very connected with the sort of fan base on Twitter. I follow I follow a lot of particular people that talk about Zoe's playlist. Um, although when the show was running week to week, I did see a lot of positive comments, like in in on Facebook posts for this show. It's sometimes difficult with a show like this to gauge how big it actually is, especially on like an NBC network. It's not on like a big streaming service. Uh, I think it's fair to say though it's got a small and very dedicated fan base, and I'm very happy to be a part of that fan base. Um, but one thing I want to kind of do, I don't want to leave it here for the last episode. Um, obviously, if they do a third season, I will absolutely cover it, and I will absolutely watch it. If they do another film, I will absolutely watch it, and I'll absolutely cover it. You know, any any content that comes out of this, I'll be I'll I'll be there. I'll be here waiting for it to happen. Um, if, if Roku slash Lionsgate slash whoever decides that's it after this film, um, I'll do like a wrap up podcast and really just kind of put the bow on things because I'd like to take another opportunity to talk about the show if I could, um, and really just kind of like finalize things. So no no matter what happens, this won't be the last podcast I do, whether it's because obviously two options. Another film, another podcast. Another TV season, more podcasts. No more TV show or seasons, or, or sorry, or film. Wrap up podcast would be the idea. Uh, but we'll, let, we'll just have to see what happens with Roku and uh, what goes on with uh, with all of that. So, yeah. That being said, that's it for this episode. Um, thank you all very very much for listening. I loved this film. I really thought it was incredible. And the creative ideas and just, just everything that Zoe's playlist was already good at was expressed again here. And I I just hope that more people watch it. More people watch the seasons when they become widely available on Roku. Uh, and it's a free platform as well. So there's no, there's no sort of like, oh, I don't have Apple or I don't have Disney or I don't have HBO Max. N- none of that. N- none of that is going to be a problem because uh, Roku's free. So that's good. Um... So we'll see what happens. Anyway, uh, what did you all think of this film? Did did you like it? Did you not like it? Did you like it the same ideas that I talked about? What did you think of the format, which was very different, or, or a bit of a different kind of thing? Uh, what do you think is the future of Zoe's playlist? Do you think that's it? Do you think we'll get another film, another TV show? Maybe we'll get like... I mean, if you do a special episode, it's basically going to be another film. So, what do you think is going to happen? What do you want to happen? Do you want 15 seasons of the TV show if you do? Cool. Uh, if you don't, then we're on the same page. Um, do you think five seasons is a good idea? Do you think a third and final season is a good idea? Um, or more f- like a film every week? What what would not every week? Sorry, a film uh, once a year. What do you think is going to happen? What do you want to happen? And what did you think of this Zoe's extraordinary Christmas film? Uh, you can write in with all those thoughts, feelings, questions, comments. I was going to say concerns as well, but uh, I hope that nobody's got any concerns. Anyway, let me know your feedback about everything I mentioned. Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org. Twitter eTalkUK. There's contact page and information in your show notes. Also, if if you're looking or listening on the uh, website version of this episode, you can scroll down a little bit past the episode. There'll be a big email box. You can put in your message and your email in there. That'll get sent to me as well. You can also click on or copy and paste the email name. Uh, That'll get sent to me as well through that way and you can let me know your thoughts on everything that I mentioned so 
very very good stuff very very good stuff indeed in the meantime of course we've got lots of other things that we cover tv video games films and manchester united podcast you can check them all out over on entertainmenttalk.org uh, you can also find us as well on your favorite podcast platform just search for entertainment talk uh, if you want to support the podcast entertainment talk you can either listen to more episodes on the places i just mentioned uh, you can also tell other people that you know about the content that we've got, uh, word of mouth or social media. Just tell other people about what we do, where they can find it, or spread the word on social media, sharing, retweeting, that sort of thing. You know what to do, and uh, you can do that as well if you want to. Patreon, $1, $3 level tiers, ad-free podcast review options. Take a look at those as well if you'd like to, for all of those things. Uh, David is, of course, posting TV and film news. I'm very sure that if there's an update about Zoe's extraordinary uh playlist or zoe's playlist itself whatever we're calling this thing now um i'm sure if there's any updates about a film tv show whatever the future may be uh david will have you covered over on geektown.co.uk and geektown radio geektown radio episodes come out on tuesdays so keep your eyes out for those episodes as well bex is streaming daily pretty much over on twitch trista bytes trista b-y-t-e-s go and give her a follow over there uh, for all of our different streams, you can also find me streaming on Twitch as well, eTalk UK. Every Thursday and every Saturday, 11.45pm GMT. Thursdays is the Pez Coach Mode, where you can see what I would do with the Manchester United team. Uh, so there's that one. And then Saturdays is the Avengers Campaign stream as well. You can find those streams archived later on YouTube. Entertainment Talk Plays. That is, uh, YouTube is currently up to date. I updated it today with all the Twitch streams. So for all that... Thank you very much for listening. Here's to hopefully more Zoe, Zoe's playlist, and all that good stuff in the future. Hopefully, please, Roku, do it. Um, And that's it. Thanks for listening, and I will see you next time. Goodbye.